Success looks like a lot of different things. Winning awards, going for a run, eating well, falling in love, staying in love, money, mastering an instrument, writing a song. And I wonder. How do you maintain that success and ensure it happens again? For these two living and working in the music business, one could see the apparent successes they have had. Colin Carbonera, an award-winning Juno-nominated songwriter and producer based in Calgary, a man whose work speaks to the deep tragedies and beauties of the human condition. Celsi, a femme artist, ethereal and eclectic in sound. Her journey has had many seasons, which is apparent in the textures and layers of her music. I joined them at Loophole Cafe and Contemporary Calgary Gallery to discuss their creative origins, how to create from a true and pure place, and how they are navigating the ebbs and flows of success. How are you, mind, body, heart, in this moment? How are you feeling? Well, I'm, um, I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Mm -hmm. um, body, I'm sweating a little bit. <laughs> and um, heart, I'm in a really good place. My mind is good today. Mm -hmm. um, I'm like, I feel very balanced and grounded right now. Mm -hmm. I think because I had a very, very wild week and I feel very settled in that. My mind, my heart, my body is like pretty like, I'm still a little burnt out. I'm just on the mm -hmm. verge. I'm losing my voice a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, but talk I'm taking care of myself. Yeah. Talk about <laughs> Yeah, talk about the voice. <laughs> and yeah. then my heart is actually very full and very good right now. Mm -hmm. Doing this. Have I seen you this year? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Since we were wrapped up some recording. It's wrapped up some recording. Because mm -hmm. Colin, who are you? What do you do? Or let me actually know. Because you're going to be humble. Um, in in this city, maybe in this province, I would say that you're like one of the best acoustic pop singer songwriters and wow. producers that I know. Thank you. The way that this man knows how to write a song, ladies and gentlemen. Do you still perform under the pseudonym Rabino Music or no. Rabino? Rabino, yes. not anymore. Okay. Um, that actually ended at the beginning of COVID. One of the reasons why I picked you, one, I've already said, right, you're the, one of the coolest girls on the playground. And two, I love, uh, in the ways that I keep on finding out, too, a lot of things that we have in common. One yes. of them being, you know, that you are, you two are a musical, a musical, musical theater, not musical theater, a music school babe. Okay. Classical music school. <laughs> Classical music school yeah. babe. Um, which, you know, is always interesting to me when I sort of meet another person who has, you know, took the academic kind of like post-secondary route and then still kind of like ended up maybe outside of that. So, I mean, where to even start with that in terms of, uh, I'm just like, there's so many ways into that. Like, how did you get into music? What was like sort of your first point in to music? Yeah. How did that start? Um, I, yeah, I was super self-guided when I started doing music. I wasn't in a musical family, but I, since I was really young, was like just obsessed with singing. Mm -hmm. um, so I was like, I want to be a singer, I want to be a singer. Who was or what was Rabino Music mm. Rabino. and why did it end? 
So COVID. see now all I want to do is inflect like Rabino. <laughs> Yes, that's um, how we're going to say uh, it for the rest of the interview. Yes, um, with Rubino music. So it started off, um, I, was, I was doing a lot of folk music um, around town. And I guess people didn't really like the idea of an Asian cowboy. Really? Um, it's just like people just weren't into it. What? Um, yeah, I would do like ballads and like stuff. And people would just be like, I just don't get it. Um, right. They're like, you do not fit yeah. what is, so we do not understand. Exactly. Okay, interesting. And so um, after a lot of frustration, I guess, mm -hmm. um, I was like, you know what, I'm going to take this season to lean more into um, something that I'm very passionate about, um, which would be soul music. Were you like know. a, like, um, were you like a ham as a kid? Like, were you like, look at me? Um, I was pretty shy. Mm, yeah, observant. I was shy when I was a kid for sure. But I'm like, I'm an ADHD kid. Like I was diagnosed with ADHD when I was very young. Mm. Um, so I was like, like scattered, scattered and like <laughs> intense, but also like anxious too. And like, you know, so it's like a kind of, I kind of flip flop between those two. Mm -hmm. Um, but I just, yeah, deep down, I always wanted to be a singer, but I was always like really nervous to like put myself out there. Mm. So I just told my parents like, I want to sing. And so they put me in classical singing. Um, and that was kind of how it started. And then like I did musical theater when I was in school. <gasps> what musicals and, were you in? Uh, I did Grease. Um, Who were you? I was Sandy. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like, were you Sandy? <laughs> yeah. Love that. We did Guys and Dolls. Um, did uh, Susical. Susical. Yeah. All the musical theater heads are yeah. screaming on yeah. the other side of this. Yeah. So <laughs> that was high school. Actually, when I finished high school, I think because like I'd only been exposed to classical music and musicals, I was like, I'm like gonna be on Broadway. Like, yeah. This is what I'm that doing with my life. But that it, was my dream. Right. But yeah. it's, I think it was because I didn't really have any like other influence. Like I was really sheltered and like I didn't know about other like ways genres. to be an artist you know yeah. I had this idea that I was gonna do um something like you know Tom Mish mm -hmm. um, that kind of vibe mm -hmm. um yeah and just embrace um that scene of Calgary mm -hmm. that I hadn't tapped into before and so yeah Rubino started as a soul project um which I which was funny because it totally transformed in the span of like a week Oh, interesting. Um, so I produced a single for myself um, just to see, you know, test the waters. Um, that single was called Crocodile. Yeah. Loose change on the weekend. Hit you up because I thought we were good then. Thought I had the will to make it through, but is it all right if I give my mind to you? It got picked up by a Spotify playlist. Just Come like on. right off the bat. Come on. Um, and so, and I didn't, at the time I didn't understand it. I was like, how, how am I all of a sudden at 70,000 streams in the span of like two weeks? That's insane. So that for me, I was, I didn't get it. Everyone was like, that's so sick. You're on a playlist. Good for you. I was like, yeah, it's just like on Spotify. Somebody made this playlist and I didn't realize it was an editorial playlist. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to make more music like this. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I'm going to keep getting on playlists and stuff. And that didn't happen. So then once I started to find more about like alternative kind of undercurrent music cultures, I was like instantly just swept into that. And I was like, no, I, 
don't want to be in musical theater. I actually auditioned for Sheridan in Toronto, and okay. that was what turned me off of musical theater because everyone was just like, okay, okay, what? wait, okay, yes, okay, and I was like, okay, relax, everybody. <laughs> okay, interesting, because I feel like I had that same experience yeah. <laughs> when I, like, I did a young artist program. Yeah. And people were just so intense. You like, know, and you're yeah. like, I also want to talk about other things. Yeah. Other than like, so what fuck are you? Totally. <laughs> so, yeah. okay. So when did it turn for you? Like, okay. So Sheridan auditioned and you're just. Sheridan you know, auditioned. Shout out to Sheridan. Shout out to Sheridan. Um, but <laughs> and like power to if you want to do musical theater. But yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. hey, this isn't for me. Mm-hmm. So I started doing more singer songwriting stuff. I did one year of theater at York actually when I was 18, but okay. I was just like smoking weed every day, like skipping class, sleeping through classes. <laughs> I did not care. It was, I feel bad. Like it was kind of a waste of money. Yeah. I mean, it, it was experience, life experience. I life guess. experience um, reinforced the fact that you don't want to do musical theater. Yeah. And like, instead of practicing my monologues, I was like learning covers on the guitar. So I was mm. like, okay. Isn't it interesting that thing of, right? Like you, when intentions are pure and sort of specific but not necessarily for a result and then like there's this beautiful thing that happens and trying to recreate that is never the result that the initial thing is exactly just like when we were recording um not that deep uh not that deep and Uh we did uh falling roses Mm -hmm. the sound that we captured in that moment um, especially when we did the live drums the second time, yeah. was like, like you said, lightning in a bottle. Totally. But yeah, why is it that like, we as like humans, it's like the the moment we grasp onto any sort of like, um, path to like getting viral, mm-hmm. or like path to like being known, it's like, ooh, I just like want more of that. Yeah. And I'm so I'm gonna do the same thing again. The magic really is in the process of the specificity or clarity mm. that you have or wonder or whatever it is that you're doing the first time. So to, yeah, like whatever time after that, if you have in mind a result, like it's like, is the process as beautiful or as like pure mm. and true? And I don't know, these are questions I'm wondering about. So <laughs> those two words, pure and true, mm. I feel like that's so difficult to come by mm. nowadays. Um, especially with everyone trying to chase that, you know, 15 moments of stardom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. and it's like, oh, this person did that to get there. So, like, maybe if I emulate that with mm-hmm. my own craft, I'll be able to get there as well. And then you, like, see it not work for, like, some people. Mm-hmm. I guess the reason behind that is just because it's not pure and it's not true and mm. you're not following, you know, who you're, who you're meant to be as an artist or a musician, whatever it is that you do. What has been some of the things that have been helpful for you in deciphering alignment? You know what I mean? Because it's like, yeah. as artists, everything is so ambiguous. You, we're totally. kind of, there's never a, you know, sort of um, roadmap. Yeah, roadmap of there's like never like a decided things. path. I did a solid, solid stretch of psychotherapy. Mm. So that helped me a lot. Psycho- um, <laughs> You've heard it here first, kids. So <laughs> psychotherapy. Um, <laughs> that changed my life, actually. I was yeah. like very, I was just having a lot of like cyclical struggles that were coming mm. back a lot. And I was on medication. I was like sometimes in and out of the hospital. It was really hard for a long time. So yeah, I didn't know who I was. Um, and it took actually just like some really intense uh, therapy uh, and I'm not on medication anymore. I'm on mm. ADHD medication, just mm-hmm. wonderful. Um, 
but yeah, it was, it was definitely that, that, that helped me find who I was. Um, and I think for me, I actually really needed to go into my subconscious and like, and like, uh, start to iron out some of those things. Um, and then from a creative perspective, I feel like it's like, don't rush things. I did that a lot. Uh, and that made me feel really empty and it made me feel like uh, it gave me a lot. It filled me with regret a lot of the times because mm. I was, was just rushing things. And I think let give it time. Like for me, I was just moving a million miles an hour my entire life. Mm. And it took me being just like stopping and like thinking for a second, what do I want to do? And then you can st- start to decipher what do you want to say yes to? What do you want to say no to? Mm. You can make educated decisions on like your path. And then you're the one who's in control of your path. And then it's not some outside source you're being pulled in this way pulled in that way pulled in this way so mm-hmm. it's like coming back to the self but i wasn't able to do that until i did the therapy yeah okay so wheeling that back to rabino rabino music so you have a moment of um sort of like stardom mm-hmm. with crocodile which mm-hmm. is a banger and then what happened <laughs> and then what happened yeah so um wait can i wait can i stop what is that Cause did you release under Ravino? Is it losing it in my room? Yes, yeah. Yo. The way that I've rinsed that song, I just wanted to, you know, fangirl for a moment. I'm like, that wow. song is an earworm. Oh, thank you. It's an earworm. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. That was a weird process. That actually, I'll get in. I'll get into that. Okay, I guess. Yes. 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 Crocodile. Yes. Crocodile. Mm-hmm. So, I ended up working with one of my friends, who's a drummer, mm-hmm. and I thought, I really thought, that we'd be able to do the soul thing and make it and make it work. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, he wasn't like. He wasn't just like naturally a soul R&B drummer. Uh, His feel was uh, alternative pop, um, wildlife, um, the band Camino, Laney, mm-hmm, that kind mm-hmm, of vibe. Mm-hmm. And so when we'd come into the studio together, he'd bring these like amazing pop vibes. Right. And every time we tried to do the soul thing, it just like wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, 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 we like we need to do this because that's what got me these streams in the first place. And every time that happened, we would just like clash and it just like wouldn't turn out the way we wanted it to. Mm -hmm. And so at that point, I was like, I get it. I'm still like fresh into this game. If I just like change things and just like move in a different direction, maybe it'll work. Mm -hmm. So I decided to embrace that side, the pop side. Um, And then thus Rubino took a massive dynamic shift yeah and we were making pop music was that journey easy to to sort of like was the i assuming the identity of of pop music something that you're like yeah this makes sense Mm. or did you still struggle with being like at the end of the day i am an asian cowboy (laughs) (laughs) i don't know you know i guess for me it was a lot more comforting to embrace pop music Mm -hmm. because i saw a lot more people who looked like me who were making it mm. and so i was like well there is this community here um and also like when it came to like performing live mm-hmm. 
there were a lot more people um, that looked like me, that were people of color, mm -hmm. that were people from backgrounds, from like immigrant backgrounds, mm -hmm. and not just like, you know, a typical like, like white cowboy mm -hmm. singing country songs, right? Um, and so for me, that was like, that was really, um, I guess, confirming. There's something in that though, because in to my ears too there's this thing of like well that's also your edge being an asian cowboy right it is hard <laughs> i love right. that we keep on <laughs> using this language um like but i mean i understand the discomfort obviously in like being a pioneer or an in, or an innovator right mm. like in in that space like i i can imagine like mm. to sort of play gigs in a way where you're like this is true and pure yeah this is a true and pure part of me Mm -hmm. but not sort of feeling accepted in that space, I would I would imagine would get to anyone, right? Some people would have to jump through one hoop or like no hoops, just like yeah. take a ladder straight to the top. Mm. For me to get to that spot, it was like, yeah, snakes and ladders. <laughs> snakes and ladders. And like, you know, one, one day people would be like, oh man, like that's like so cool that you're doing folk music. Um, and then the same person another week later would be like, yeah, I just don't see it. Like, I don't, I just don't think that's um, very brandable. I don't think that's fair. Like, we can, like, Interesting. make that happen. Interesting. And, okay, so that brings me sort of to, like, my question about, um, you know, one thing that we're, like, exploring, like, in sort of the overarching theme of this series mm -hmm. is just this notion of, like, the center and what that means if you think about a circle and the, the center of the circle being where all the power privilege influence mm -hmm. is margins where you get the term marginalized yeah, right totally where okay. all the where less power less privilege less yeah. influences looking obviously at alberta in the context of canada or the western world calgary the city in the context of like world cities or whatever you wouldn't necessarily call it the center of like creativity mm. specifically when i think about like where it is we live the fact that you know you're from you were born in winnipeg or you were raised grew yeah. up in winnipeg yeah. right like when you sort of think about the prairies uh, you know so manitoba saskatchewan alberta and kind of how we exist and maybe what we're known for in regards to like the global scale or like the national scale of like where's the center of creativity no one's going to say manitoba totally. or you know Saskatchewan yeah. or alberta and yet here are these incredible artists that exist like you um so anyway within that was there ever a um temptation to want to go to toronto or montreal or yeah i had that a lot throughout my life actually being mm. like I want to move to a larger metropolitan city also because um, I became very immersed with like fashion and I'm following mm -hmm. runway shows. And this is a little bit later, like, um, well, I was doing my degree. Like, I think I was still a little bit sheltered. I didn't really know what else was out there almost. Mm -hmm. And I was just like doing my thing. I think figuring myself out. Mm -hmm. um, I think what held me back for a long time was just my mental health. Mm -hmm. um, and like financial, having a hard time financially. Like I worked as minimally as I could so that I could put so much time in the art. Like mm. I was paying like $350 a month in the rent 
for a bit. Wow. Uh, and just Could working you like once a week. Yeah. 2023 to pay $300. I know. Not even possible. But yeah, it took time to, to figure myself out. There's been a lot of like different versions of myself mm -hmm. over the years. So you were, <clears throat> you grew up here. You were born here? Yes, born, born and raised. raised. Yeah. Wow. A true Calgary. Can I touch you? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, a true Chicagoian. Um yeah, like what was what was that like in terms of sort of like artistic creativity? Do you feel like in some ways hmm. yeah, your musical identity was formed by this space or that man, that is so crazy. That's a crazy question to even think about. I think because <clears throat> it makes sense. I'm like, you're from Calgary, of course you want to sing country music. Right, yeah. Yeah. I so for me I feel like growing up I wasn't as exposed to country music right. except for like maybe the stampede I think where I picked up a lot of my influences and like what I love to listen to was actually in school mm. um, I had this teacher Tanya Ahmed um, who taught art and she was the reason I got hooked onto hip-hop music and mm. um, and how I found out about artists like Erica Badu and um, like D'Angelo. Mm. I don't know. You could be like in the middle of nowhere and still be inspired to write mm -hmm. amazing music that can, you know, nowadays with Spotify can reach anyone. Mm -hmm. And so I think, yeah, in terms of, think of thinking of like what's a creative hub and like, um, you know, thinking Calgary has this tiny community of writers, it's like way bigger than than you can imagine. And I think if if you're willing to, you know, not gatekeep and you're willing to embrace people and, you know, their their stories and the way they write, then I think, yeah, why not Calgary? You know? Why not Calgary? Why not? I love that. Let's talk about double album. Yeah. How many tracks? Sixteen in total, so eight on each. Okay. Yeah. Can we, because uh, I think it will probably tie into even what you were talking about, like the different versions. Um, how long of a process was that? Like, is it a collection of songs like from, you know, that have existed for a decade? Or was this something that you're like, okay, I have something to say and I'm going to write 16 songs that say this one thing? There were a couple songs that I had had for like a few years. None of them were like way back in the archive, though. Mm -hmm. I forget songs like <laughs> like there's probably so many songs I've written that are just like gone and disappeared. So like, yeah, a lot of them were just like in probably the past like three or four years would be like some of the oldest songs. And then a lot of them were pretty new. Yeah. Making it was interesting because it was supposed to just be like one long album. But I had a lot of sort of. I had a bunch of different funding and then it all got really disjunct during the pandemic with deadlines mm -hmm. um, and certain places needing things done and then certain travel restrictions and all those things. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure that out. Um, so it was kind of a two year process, like maybe even three years, like recording it and releasing all of it just mm -hmm. because there was so many moving parts um, and challenges along the way. So yeah, it was supposed to just be one album that I was going to record in Calgary and then in Winnipeg. Um, and then I ended up having two different timelines and different deadlines. And then aesthetically, it really worked out because Fallen Woman 1 became this like more like electronic. Uh, and a lot of the songs were really like, oh, I'm kind of struggling. Like, I'm trying to make sense of this like power dynamic. I'm trying to make sense mm -hmm. of this relationship. 
I'm trying to make sense of like, um, you know, uh, gender dynamics and mm -hmm. sexual dynamics and how that plays out in my modern relationship uh, and how that relates to, you know, you know, historically uh, identity of identity women. of women. Mm -hmm. uh, and then Fallen Women too, it became a lot more um, like calming and it's a lot more ambient. Like there's a lot of strings and pedal yes. steel and the songs are often all, most of them are all ballads. I want to take a nap in all of the like yeah. angelic vocals. Yeah, it's like it's like the other side of it where it's like I'm coming to terms with this, I'm accepting this, and mm. I'm like paying homage to women. I I like that we live in a time now hopefully that people can kind of do what they want mm -hmm. with their bodies and like mm -hmm. i don't judge people that get plastic surgery like i might get botox when i'm older i don't know like i don't care Go but on. there is this like um you know obsession with youth and yeah. so i just like i think it's so important to like honor like the crone state mm. of like a woman and like you know it used to be a thing where people weren't masters at their craft until they were older until they were in their 40s or 50s mm -hmm. and now people are like oh they're a genius they're 18 years old wow it's like no yeah. they're just learning still like the people that are masters at their craft those you know this is kind of a side note but I it's love just, all of this it's like yeah, yeah I, I wanted that line to just be like yeah and you're like you're cradled until you're old because it's like yeah you're loved mm -hmm. and you're honored. appreciated yeah. and honored um as an as an elder so yeah Colin, yes. when are you going to give the people what they want and release another album? Like, when is that happening? Um, well, I got a, a couple, a sprinkling of singles coming up. Because where are you? Yeah, where are you sort of creatively? So we have uh -huh. Asian Cowboy. Yes. Um, Usher. Um, no. <laughs> Soul. Soul um, singer mm -hmm. into pop star. Yes. Now, where are we? Sort of, if you were to identify as a musical genre, it's honestly, mix. it's like a soup of all of that. Love that. And it's very much like coming of age, um, a lot of like relationship stuff, and like navigating like when things are over. Ooh. You know. So. Was there a song you played me? That was like really. I mean, a lot of your songs are sad, but I remember <laughs> you playing me something that I was like, "This is really sad." Yeah, um, get ready for the sad boy hour because oh, yes. it's coming. Yes. Okay, okay, I feel like one thing that we do connect on a mm. lot is like sort of this notion of sadness, maybe. Right. And and like, I mean, you seem like a pretty happy-go-lucky guy. Yeah, for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> you were crying right before this interview. <laughs> But, um, yeah, like, why is it, do you think it is harder to write happy music? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. It's like sadness is like one of the most, like, it's like the strong, well, I guess joy is a strong emotion. Mm -hmm. um, I think like, you know, Lizzo does that really well. True. Um, Bruno, but, your cousin. Yeah. Bruno, my cousin. <laughs> Bruno Mars, your cousin, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was actually talking to him before this. Oh, yeah, I yeah. thought so. Hi, 
<laughs> but um, yeah, sadness is just like, there's something about it. Like everyone in their life experiences sadness up to some degree. Mm. Um, and it's like, I think in those moments where it's like, you feel pain, it's like all you want is for people to like see you mm. and like know you a bit. And so I think, um, yeah, just people want to be seen, want to be known and heard. What constitutes as good art? For you? Actually, that's a good question. Mm -hmm. um, for me personally, mm -hmm. it's just kind of in how it like moves me. Um, what does that look like? Well, let's say from for music. Yeah. Um, I do live sound, so I see hundreds of bands. I see so much music. Mm -hmm. And like a lot of it's really like good, or I see people who are like can shred or like are really amazing at their instrument. Um, but usually it's actually just like a feeling that I get when I'm seeing something yeah. that like affects me in a certain way. It's like, it's an emotional experience where I'm like, I get like chills and I can't look away and I'm like absorbing it. And I'm mm -hmm. like, wow, this is like truly something special. Yeah. And I feel like they're touching on something. It's like, um, it's like you're communicating with a uh, connective thread yeah. uh, like like this like sense of knowing or, or mm -hmm. something mm -hmm. or like this like higher yeah power you know what I mean where it's like like the concept of like the muse even yeah right? like and like it's like you can absorb music. it and be like this feels like um it has no beginning and no end yeah. it's connecting to something like bigger I, I I'm, like I'm here for, I'm here yeah for the abstract yeah yeah I love that so like um and like it's just it feels like anyone could experience it and connect with it yeah so yeah for me it's it's that it's like when it's connecting with something that is so like there's a universal accessibility yes but it's like specific almost totally yeah that's exactly it yeah and then when I'm experiencing it too I'm usually like whoa I'm really feeling this right now do you feel like you create from that place I aspire to. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, I know yeah. that's such a, like, what a question. And you're like, yes. Of course I do. No. Of course I do. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, I, definitely. I feel like That's you the do. goal. Yeah. That's what I'd hope for. And oh, yeah, it's, it comes from an emotional place. Yes. Other than sadness, what are some things that inspire you? Hmm. Um, probably family. Oh, you um, have the cutest kids ever in life. Yeah, but it's strange because I have this, like, weird... Yes, they are the cutest. Oh, you're like, I um, hate them. <laughs> I have this, like, weird desire to, like, protect them from, like, the world. Oh, it's very you great know? of you. Like, I don't want to, like, post them on socials or, like, anything like that. But, mm. yeah, family's big. Also, like, spirituality. Mm. That's a huge one for me. Um, Is it scary to write about those things? Or do you mm. feel... Do you know what I mean? Like, how is, yeah. <laughs> that, oh, that's, that's such a big question. I yeah. think um, when it comes to writing about that stuff, I think it's more like fear of man mm. and like how like people will, will perceive that. 
mm-hmm. from like different communities mm-hmm. and it's like um you know like say you, you write something about your experience with like organized religion or something mm-hmm. and all of a sudden people are like oh you're you're slamming it it's like no i'm just like offering a different perspective, perspective yeah 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 that is how i will speak for the people and saying that is how i feel when i watch you sing thank you no truly i remember the first time i i think the first time we met we were at the jack yeah yeah, yeah. for that dinner <laughs> for that dinner thing yeah. yeah and i think you were singing fallen woman did i sing that you might have said you you sang three songs i remember I, that. Did, I remember i did an enya cover yeah and i think i did ghost maybe I did. it was ghost. ghost yeah it was ghost yeah and i was just like person is has descended from the heavens oh, yeah nice. no absolutely captivating like you yeah that that thing that you said about like the where's the beginning where's the end is very much like a i'm like where is she pulling from um so you know congratulations so rapid fire this is totally freestyle okay um okay uh oh oh uh, tupac <laughs> wow Jill Scott? Oh, Are you familiar? Yes. yes. Erica Badu. Erica. Jasmine Sullivan. I literally can't think of... I can't think of another person, actually. Jasmine Sullivan or Jasmine Sullivan? It's going to be Jasmine Sullivan for me. Incredible. Or I should say, like, do you remember the song, like, Bust Your Windows? Uh, bust the windows. Oh, yeah. So that Jasmine Sullivan? Or, like, the new the new Jasmine Sullivan that everybody used for it? Yo, I'm feeling, didn't she do, uh, wasn't she on the soundtrack for Tick, 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 Boom? Is that what it's called? She, I think, yeah, I did think she, she do was. That, I think she did like a, that one cover. Of the songs. Yeah, one yeah. of the songs. I, that version, that's what I'm going for. Okay, work. So current Jasmine Sullivan. Yes. Um, 1975. Oh, impossible. Or Paramore? Oh, <laughs> that's hey, that's crazy. Is. I know. I'm gonna say. I gotta say. Yo, oh, I don't know. Paramore. I'm gonna say really? Paramore. But only. Yeah, I'm gonna say Paramore. No, truly, because Haley Williams, a goddess. Yes. That voice. Mm-hmm. And is she problematic? I don't think so. She's not. She's amazing. Wow, we love that. Okay, so last two. That's my rapid fire. Okay, okay, okay. Um, no, I feel like I have another one. No, this is terrible. I'm gonna ask it anyway. Wyatt C. Lewis Ooh. or Blessing? Oh, don't do it. You know what? Their Blessing is actually featuring on, on, a, on a song on one of Wyatt's songs. So we'll do that. Give us the album, Wyatt. Yeah, Wyatt. Give us the album, Wyatt. I, this has just been me <laughs> direct to camera being like, give us music. Um, musicians, <laughs> we don't care. You also give us music. I got um, you. What are you creatively giving yourself permission to do in this season of your life? I've been trying to do more writing, mm-hmm. uh, work on new music, um, do a lot more visuals for my music. Mm-hmm. I've been kind of on the side doing some directing for uh, other, other people's artists, music right. videos. Yeah. yeah, just writing and trying mm-hmm. to get develop my craft as a director more yeah. and just mainly that right now. Um, making time for it too. I'm filling my time a lot with like these jobs that I love, but they're kind of my pay my bill jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so I'm trying to just carve out more time to just be creative. I mean, sound engineering is a pretty good gig as a like a gig. paying paying the bills job. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It is. Pretty badass. But if your whole life it start, starts to get taken up by your practical work, mm. but at your core you're an artist, then you'll, you might not ever be happy. Yeah. You need to like make sure there's enough time. And yeah. it's hard to create if you don't have the time and the space to do so. Fully, fully. Yeah. Everything you said about like taking your time, right? Yeah. What am I sorry, creatively. creatively giving myself permission to do creatively? Yeah. Um, are you allowed to swear on this? Of course. Okay. My one swear, I would say, is just to fuck it up. Okay. And it's just like, and it's like, don't don't be so worried about like what what's selling now, what's commercial, and just like make art that's like really true to yourself. Because I think through, I went through a season where I was like, I'm only gonna make top forty bangers, <laughs> <laughs> which you're really good at writing. <laughs> you're really good at writing those, though. Unfortunately, yeah. none of them have made it to the top forty. You know what? <laughs> Baby steps. <laughs> Baby steps. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Mess it up, um, and like. Yeah, just don't be afraid to like get messy during the process and mm. stop listening to what everyone's saying on TikTok. <laughs> you know? I love that. I love that. Um, Colin Rabino. Rabino. Carbanera. Wow. Is that how is that how the your people say it or how you just yeah. say carbonara? Oh, carbonara is good. Okay, yeah. great. Amazing. Colin Carbonara. Carbonara. <laughs> Where am I? Yeah, am I gonna get canceled? <laughs> what episode is this? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, well, we will see. We will see if I just like take, you know, you know those posts that are like, I'm taking a break, like on social media because you. Okay. Anyway, Colin. Um, yes. What would you tell your 15 year old self? Whoa. I would tell her that everything is okay and just trust the journey and you're going to end up exactly where you want to be and to love yourself don't be so serious Mm. don't be so serious baby boy eat some more food oh you know I love that's gonna why is that making me emotional isn't that like it's like a cultural thing right it's like yeah you're like you're like showing people that you care by telling mm. them to eat mm. I would tell her that she's beautiful I would tell her uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, um, yeah all those things I would tell yeah. her not to rush yeah. just go for what she wants to do yeah yeah I don't know. I'm crying. It's so beautiful. <laughs> so, so I was gonna say, <laughs> we need. This is a selfie. Thank you. Thanks for Thank having you me. For yeah, amazing. Colin, you're the best. <laughs> Thank you for being on. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> of course, of course. We should hug. We should hug. We okay, should hug. For real. Don't. Thank you, RuPaul. It's good. Okay. <laughs> do, you, do we have a cleaner? I'm fine. You're fine. <laughs> That just hit. That question, that was beautiful. Yeah, that question hit. I think Hi, everyone. Thanks for waiting. Okay, you're ready. Hungry and Okay. Yay, that's it. Wow.
And I wonder, can I be the next up? I think the cool thing too with creative is that if you really break things down, like what makes people happy? Mm -hmm. Giving yeah. to others in some context and growing. Yeah. I mean, should have focused on art earlier. Maybe, like, no, like, uh, I actually nothing. I'm happy where I'm at. I, yeah. All the failures I made and all the good things I had since then is I'm why I'm here today. Mm -hmm. And like, I like my story right now.